Welcome to LOA Today. Walt Thiessen and Life Coach Joel Elston here. Today is Thursday, July the 26th, 2018, 8 a.m. Eastern Time. Your first daily dose of happy for the day. And uh, July 26th, I just realized we're more than halfway through the summer. That's unbelievable, but we're cruising right through it. Joel, how you doing, bud? It, it, yes, I'm doing great. It's uh, uh, Like you said, it's, it's hard to believe that... Uh, in my mind, 2018 just sort of got started yesterday. So this, is, this year is flying by. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. It does seem like that. I, I mean, it, we've talked about that before, how it always seems like time flies when you're having fun, and we're having a lot of fun. I, it's one of the things that I actually feel like I want to work on a little bit is, you know, what's my reaction to what goes on in terms of my perception of time? Because I, I just have this feeling that you should be able to get into a place where you're loving life, you're enjoying life, and it's going by slowly. But so far, I haven't been able to prove that. So I don't know. What, what do you think? Is that possible? Well, uh, you know, there's there's just, there's entire books and, and studies <laughs> based on what you just talked about. True. The perception of uh, perception of time, and, and you know, when, when you look at it as it applies to the law of attraction, you know, I've heard people say, well, you know, if you're doing it right, time is, is not, you, you don't seem like it goes fast well i i have i have a very full life i, I love my life i'm very and and i i don't get stuck on time it doesn't necessarily bother me but i do sort of wake up occasionally and go we're in july i mean this is incredible <laughs> now the 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 idea to me is, is i have i look at it again with a positive spin that i i love what i, I love what's going on my perception is it's going faster uh, and, and I, I get, you know, the, I wish there were a way mentally that I could say, huh, let me slow it down, but I don't want to slow it down. I, I want to, cause that next thing coming along. So it is a paradox when mm. you're talking about it, but it is, uh, uh, you know, it is a study when you're a kid, you know, it's like, oh boy, I got, I gotta sit here for right. three days or four days or a month or something. It just seems like forever. When you're an adult, it's like, you know, I, wow, you know, in a couple of weeks, I'm going down to Florida. And it, it, when I made the reservations, it was like three months ago. And I remember just it, how when I told Justin, my son, that we were going, and he was like, three months. Why do we have to wait so long? <laughs> well, in my world, it's just like, wow, wow, here we are, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, it, again, it, it, it is an interesting concept, but uh, uh, we, we, we actually have just wasted three minutes talking about three minutes of time. <laughs> this so, is true. <laughs> Well, I don't yeah. know if we wasted it or we spent it, but I understand your point. It's true. I, I do want to mention one other thing, though, that's kind of funny, is that, uh, of course, the classic example is when you're a kid and you're waiting for Christmas, right? That's like the, the example that's been around for ages now. And it really is true. I mean, when when it's October and you're a kid, Christmas seems like it's years away. But when you're an adult, like, it, to me, it feels like Christmas was just yesterday. And, and Louise said to me a day or two ago, hey, it's only five months to Christmas. I'm thinking, What? What are you talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah, and, and, and you know when you as you age, that concept it just seems so. Uh, it, it, again, perception of time is is a fascinating topic that I love to to talk about. And metaphysics has a an entire study on it, and and I, I I've always been fascinated by it. There's several different theories, but it, uh, my my general acceptance: the older you get, the more. Your perception, the day to day. So here's the best analogy that I've heard is when I'm driving to work many days, I'll get to work and nothing happened. It was a, I have about a seven mile drive from my house to my office and nothing happened. And, but I don't consciously remember that specific drive. Now I knew the route I took because I take the same route every day. Uh, I do have a point where I look and see if traffic on interstate's bad and I have another way to go if it is, but it's pretty much the same thing every day. So I don't remember. It, it's sort of that I have just rehearsed that a million times, so I'm not noticing new things. Now, if something happens along the way, a car pulls out in front of me. Now I'm, I'm remembering. There's my, my mind has been tagged in a different analogy. So as you get older, you have more and more of those uh, preconceived roadmap things already laid out. So not everything is fascinating. So that's one of the the, the concepts of when you're you're – as you age, your perception of time goes on. I don't know if that makes any sense as I explained it, but it, it, it you get so used to seeing everything daily that, uh, it, and that, that, that actually gets into a law of attraction theory of, you know, there is a concept of, 
I, I used to do this, try to find new ways to drive, look at, you know, observe more while you're driving, live more in that moment. And, uh, but it is a fascinating subject. Uh, it really is. It's true. And it, it kind of ties in a little bit to what we're planning to talk about for our topic today about um, the, the, the topic draws from a post that you put on your Facebook timeline. It's a meme that quotes Eleanor Roosevelt saying, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent, which is a really interesting concept. Uh, I, I, I think one of the reasons it resonated with me is that I saw uh, something that I actually wrote a post about on the LOA Today website this morning. Uh, the post was in regard to an article I saw about a startup company. Actually, it's not a startup. It's actually past startup stage now, quite successful, called mentalhappy.com. What mentalhappy.com does is they sell what they call cheer boxes. And a cheer box is what you can buy for somebody who's going through a really difficult life event of some kind in order to cheer them up. And the idea behind it comes from the positive psychology movement. So basically, the creators of this company studied up on positive psychology as it's currently taught, took some of those concepts and some of the suggestions that have been made by the positive psychologists based on their research, and included products that are related to those findings in kind of like a gift basket. So you could have something like a, a bracelet with a positive affirmation on it. You could have a, a book of, of positive affirmations or, or a book for writing a journal in. Um, you, you could have a, a pick-you-up high-energy snack. Um, I mean, there's like a, a, a way you can put uh, notes into envelopes and date the notes so that, you know, you ask the person to open this one tomorrow, open this one the next day. All these different things to help somebody feel better when they're in a difficult situation, which I thought was a fascinating concept. But when I saw your meme, I said to myself, you know, as great as that is, is it really possible to make someone else feel better? Because the meme you posted, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. I expanded that to say, well, really, no one can make you feel anything without your consent. So what, what, well, and, what do you and think? That, and that's, yes. Yes, and that, that everything you're saying, it, when I, when I, one of the things we talk about, you know, actual, uh, what tools I use when I'm dealing with people. One of the things that I, uh, I have focused on historically and, and, and even in recently I've done this where I take a deep breath and I say, uh, with, with someone who's chronically depressed, here's what I want you to do. I want you to write a letter of gratitude to someone who has made a huge impact in your life. Now, this is, these are chronically depressed people that I'm asking to write this letter to. And their, their reaction is, I've actually had people say, what? That makes no sense. And as we know, the, uh, through the law of attraction, the mindset of gratitude changes the way the brain functions. It, mm -hmm. it operates in a, a, a way of, you know, gratitude is a different mindset. So there's an immediate, once they write the letter, I've never heard anyone not report an immediate improvement in mood. I'm not saying it cured depression, but it pulled them out of this concept of, of what was me because you're getting away from yourself. So it, the act of being grateful did or helping somebody or asking somebody to, to accept this wonderful letter of gratitude really helps the person writing the letter. So in reality, when you send a gift basket to somebody, you're really helping yourself as much as anything else because you're feeling good that you did that. But when they receive it, it does have an impact that this person thought enough. So while you're not in control of someone else's feelings, the, the reciprocal response, the energy attraction that goes back and forth, there's some science behind that. And it, it, it's, I just was listening to a, a, a thing this morning about that, about a, on a, a study that was done about gratitude and how when people perceive somebody does something good to them, they have a, automatically they change their perspective of the person that did it. And it's a really good, good knowledge to, to, to have because when you reach out, and I love that idea of the product, but you, you do realize in this process, you and you alone are in charge of all of your feelings and all of your emotions. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And, and it also reminds me of one of the teachings of Abraham. They teach that you can't really, and this is my wording, not theirs, you can't really control somebody else. You can't 
make somebody fall in love with you. You can't make somebody change their mind about something, but you can influence them by your own positive thoughts about them. So the way they teach it, it's something like if, if you hold somebody else in a very high esteem in your own mind and, and, and imagine them living their best life and having the best result with whatever situation they're dealing with and so on and so forth, that actually can have a positive effect on what they're trying to bring into their lives, uh, assuming, of course, that they're trying to do the same thing. If they're trying to actually, well, not trying, if, if they're in the place where maybe by default, maybe because they're just in a bad negative spiral, that they're only focusing on what's going bad, it's not going to help them a whole lot. But if they have some degree of wanting to help themselves, then what you're doing will actually influence them positively. And I'm wondering, does that tie in yes. with what you're talking about? It does. It does. It, it, you know, you know the, the concept, because what I love about the quote that we're talking about today is no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. It, you, it, it, when people read those things or, or they hear these quotes, and that's, that's a great quote that I've loved for years, when they, when they realize it, here, at least to me, what, what it tells you is where that base person is at, where the person who's reading it is at. If you're in the state of victimhood, if you're in the state of negativity, or that quote is offensive to other people. And in mm. fact, you you hear this, this last, uh, you know, it ties into this victim mentality and trauma-based uh, stuff that a lot of people get into where people are their trauma. And some people are offended that we would suggest that you are responsible. Uh, I have a very good friend, and, and she she is uh, uh, she's uh, she's a lesbian, and she is is very she gets very upset when people you know she 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 when the term is used in a derogatory way, or she feels that she's being attacked. And and I try her and I have done a lot of work on processing her perception. I said this person is coming to you at a different perception. You know, like comments on Facebook, it drives her crazy. And she, she gets in a negative downward spiral. And I'm like, you're giving that person the power because their opinion is irrelevant unless you, you, unless you give it that power. And she said, well, I'm tired of, of always everybody attacking, you know, my, my uh, sexual uh, preference. And I didn't know what she used, but the, 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 my sexual identity. And I go, the attack is only allowed by your, uh, by you, by allowing it in. My my young, my middle son Chris, many years ago was about eight years old, and and uh, we were at a daycare. He was going to a daycare and after school program, and he got in the car and he was really mad about something. And he and I said, "Son, what is wrong?" He goes, "Whatever the kid's name." He goes, "Johnny made a racial joke about you," and I'm like, "Well, buddy, I'm." don't know what that means. I'm just really, I'm about middle of the road Caucasian guy. There's not a lot you can do with that. And he didn't understand. I said, well, I would have to be accepted of that. I have to accept that to be offended. I mean, I, I don't know what that means. And, and, and the fact that you're upset about it again, you're just giving him the power. Mm. So we do that, you know, so when you, when you, State, make that statement. You have to be allow yourself to be offended or or feel inferior when somebody says it. Uh, again, it where your base mindset lies. It's a completely correct statement, and it applies so much more as you pointed out than just feeling inferior. But uh, the, but your mindset dictates how you sort of it, it. It angers people to read that sometimes because it. Well, your other people say that stuff about me, and it well, you're giving them the power, and it really goes back to the old. Sticks and stones will break your bones, uh, yeah. quote. Uh, the words only have the power that you give them. If somebody were to say something derogatory to you in a foreign language, you know, towards you, in, you know, like in, in uh, French and you didn't speak French, you just smile and shake your head. Yeah, yeah, okay. I don't know what you said. And, <laughs> and that, that mindset is – those words, since they have no – interpretation to you or you don't understand what their intent was if they were smiling when they dictated it to you well great you, you, you're, you're perceiving that but again perception is everything and when you become bulletproof part of the law of attraction teaches us that we can, we are in charge of us and by revoking other people's power to make us feel you then live a life where you're responsible for your own feelings and again we get back into that 
that is a touchy area for a lot of people nowadays. I am not responsible when someone else behaves poorly. Your response to that person will always, no matter how culturally we try want to change it, your response is still in your direct control. Yeah, that's true, and and that is a challenging point for for many of us. Um, I I even have a an idea that I want to bring up, but I won't bring it up just yet. Because let me let me lay a foundation first. The 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 um, example you gave of somebody who is speaking French to you and who is saying something derogatory about you is a good example because if you don't know what they're saying, you, you can probably see that they're upset, but you really can't tell what their intention is. It isn't until we know right. what the language actually is expressing that we can infer what the intention is. And what's interesting to me about that is because our understanding of what the intention is is dependent upon the language and not on any other activity that goes on, it makes me wonder to what degree is that intention something that really doesn't have any control over us. That that intention really, it doesn't matter what they intend. I mean, if they took some sort of physical action, yeah, the physical action, we would feel that if they, if they attacked us or something like that. But the intention, sure. you can't really say, well, the intention knocked him down. The intention punched him in the mouth. The intention made him depressed because without the language, it didn't. <laughs> that and that that gets back to that concept. Until you physically, you know, attempt to harm me, everything, your words, your your actions are my interpretation. Uh, I have. Uh, uh, I posted a, a, and it's the first time I've ever heard this. Uh, I posted what I have always assumed was a, an Einstein quote. I, I uh, basically the quote was, uh, it was a law of attraction quote, and it, Einstein said, "It's you know your thoughts have energy. That this isn't, uh, it, it is not philosophy. It's it's physics." Mm -hmm. Well, that I've read that for years as an Einstein quote. Well, someone pointed out to me, they did the research on it, and it is. Turns out it's not an Einstein quote. He never I, said that. I think that someone and, was me, actually. <laughs> and, yeah, and and so uh, it, it actually it wasn't, but it, it just it, oh, no. it may have been before. But I've, I've oh, yeah, because okay. somebody had said because I, I have a history of doing stuff yeah. like that. Whenever I see something, I say no, 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 I can't be. I'll go do the research and I'll find out. I say no, here is what the real right. truth is. <laughs> right. Well, and and, and, I, and, I'm per and I truly, I, I don't want to be quoting that when it's wrong. So what I did was I retyped it, but I just said unknown, you know, as, as mm. an author, because mm. I still, I still think the statement is completely true. Sure. Oh, yeah. I, I, I just, I just took Einstein's name off of it. So she sent me the one who pointed it out to me. She sent me a message. She said, well, I hope I didn't offend you. And I, and I wrote back and I said, about what? And, and I, I didn't know what she was talking about first. She said, well, you know, your, your quote was wrong. I go, first of all, I I was I don't research everything every meme I post I don't <laughs> I, I will never do that uh, and and I do want to know if it's wrong I do appreciate the fact you pointed because I, I don't want to be attributing that but nonetheless I do believe the statement is accurate I, I don't agree I mean I, I I agree that it's not Einstein saying it but that doesn't minimalize what the the, the statement at least in my belief system mm, is right and and so. Then she wanted to debate, debate me, with me whether it was really physics or philosophy. And I just said, look, I, I'm very busy today. I, I have, I have a good day. You, you know, I, I, I wasn't going to get into that. And, and, but, but you get the point. Her, her initial reaction is because she disagreed with me. If, was I offended? Well, of course I wasn't offended. Uh, I, I don't, I don't, it, it, it but in some people would be because they would feel you're challenging them. And I, 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 I make no point to say that this, I just, find these things and I post them. If they're wrong, I will certainly take them down. But so, it, it's, again, my perception could have been offended, I guess, because some people get offended by that, but most people don't. Uh, most people get into a, a, a mindset. I, I like to think most people, huh, okay, that wasn't right. I don't mind, I don't mind being pointed out as something I do is wrong. My interpretation of that is solely up, up to me. So if, if that's the case, and I think you, you gave a really good example there, and if we kind of play that out to its logical conclusion, then I guess I have to con conclude from it that the only way that anyone can ever offend you is if you decide to take the offense. Absolutely. It, it's absolutely. I, I, 
In fact, one of the most frustrating things you could do someone that is trying to harm you or, or get your reaction is not give them what they're seeking. Um, it, it's a technique that I use in, in life coaching with, with people where, where they, it, they get stuck in these environments where uh, it, usually it's with the relationships and, the, and these conditioned responses back and forth. Well, when my mom says this, I get angry that I say this and we get, I said, well, one of you has got to stop responding. And, and one day this, this young man, really bright young man, he's in college and his mom is a great lady, but she's a, you know, a, it, uh, you know, a click to the right of really codependent. Uh, you know, <laughs> she, she really is really in that mindset. So she, she would, they were, I forget exactly the topic, but she called him and he was, he's in college and she said, you need to do this today. Well, historically, when she does that, he would think, Mom, you need to stay out of my business. Blah, 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 blah. And, and he goes, Mom, I love you very much. Thank you for caring. And hung up. Mm. And um, she called right back. She said, everything okay? He said, yeah. And she said, well, I, well, you didn't respond to me. I told you you needed to do something. And, she, and he said, I love you very much. Thank you for caring. And he hung up. <laughs> and so she called back. She said, what are you doing? <clears throat> and he said, I'm not playing the game anymore. And wow. she said, I don't understand what you mean. She goes, he goes, I'm not explaining it. I love you very much. Thank you for caring. And after about a few days of that, she, she said, I realized, and we all had a family meeting, and that, that was one of the topics, that I had to change my approach because he was, I, the effectiveness of my nagging, while I had a perception that it was helpful, he clearly wasn't participate anymore so i had to develop a new strategy so he was in even though she was nagging his perception of it changed and it no longer had an impact or an effect mm -hmm. yeah that's big it reminds me of something that uh, louise once uh, told me about it's a method she used when she was doing uh when she was providing therapy services uh, as a therapist she would play a game with with somebody who had codependent tendencies she'd pick up a pillow off the couch and toss it to the client and then ask the client to toss it back to her and then she'd catch it and toss it back to the client and ask the client to toss it back to her and then the third time she'd say toss it back to me when the client tossed it back she'd let it fall to the floor and she said that demonstrates that wow. i don't have to catch what you're throwing at me i can just let it go wow wow <laughs> i like that Isn't i really that good? do that's, that's excellent yeah it really is i'm i'm, I'm picturing that and it it it, it, again, you, you get within that, you know, you, you get in that mindset of when you become hypersensitive to criticisms or, 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 or get in, in dysfunctional relationships, uh, it is so important uh, to step back and say, what is my role in this? What, am I going to give someone this power over me? I, I get to choose that. And once you do that, once you realize, wow, I'm in charge of all of this, then it becomes such an incredible, enlightening thing, an uplifting thing. But again, it gets back to personal responsibility because a lot of times uh, it, it seems to me, and again, uh, these are perceptions of mine, but a lot of times people get stuck in that role of everybody offends me, everybody, uh, I'm, I'm very... Uh, easily attacked and and that's that's a very anti well, it's, it's not anti law of attraction law of attraction doesn't care but you get my point <laughs> right. you're getting the opposite results of the law of attraction you know that's big you're getting the opposite results yeah, yeah or, or, so more, I, or perhaps I, the opposite I, I, of what opposite yeah. of what you're hoping to, to get actually because that's really what right. it comes down to right exactly you're yeah you're, you're getting the opposite of what your intent is when you do that right and and that and that understanding that that's so that's so awesome that you can see this uh where hey wait a minute i need to stop all of this i need to i'm in charge of this and what when you feel like a victim of other people's opinions or a victim of other you know i'm and, and i've had people challenge me and say well i'm in an abusive relationship and i and I, i'm not trying to get into counseling with someone in an abusive relationship my my method my suggestion always is leave immediately if you're in an abusive situation. Don't, don't, you know, leave immediately. That's a, that's not what we're talking about here. When you're in a when you're in a relationship or 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 a work environment or even a friendship where someone is putting you down, 
it's an action to complete where the person attempts to offend you. You have to subconsciously accept that offense and take it personal to complete the cycle. If someone attempts to offend you and you don't accept it, then you, you get out of that next process. You break, you break the cycle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In fact, it makes me think in, in uh, therapeutic circles, uh, it's called, there's a thing called passive aggressive, which is basically there's an instigator who's trying to get, get somebody else to get worked up about something. And in the right. process of, of, of getting worked up, they kind of get their jollies out of it or, you know, they, they feel like they're getting something out of it. And it makes me wonder, you know, I'm, I'm thinking that somebody who's passive aggressive is counting on people not understanding that they themselves have control over whether or not they're going to be infend, offended, whether or not they're going to feel inferior, whether or not they're going to feel anything. They're, they, they're depending on people. They're counting on people that who they're trying to instigate with to take upon themselves stuff that isn't theirs to take on. Right. Right. And that that's that's sort of the key. I mean, it, it is sort of everything, if it makes sense, you know. And 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 in her original quote, when Eleanor Roosevelt said it, it it it, it really hit home. Uh, it, at least the first time I read that, it really hit home with me because I just assumed I at that time in my life and my thinking it was part of my my beginnings of law of attraction. I as many people, I assumed that what was sent my way was was I had. To accept how whatever context you send it to me, I was responsible to interpret your context and feel it that way instead of being able to control your context. And, and, and I'm in charge of that. And again, it's a frustrating thing when you, you can, when someone tries to insult you and you just basically turn it around with, well, thank you, or, or, or the opposite response. They're like, whoa, 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 that wasn't a compliment. They go, in, in my world, it was and move on. <laughs> it, it just, it, I, I, I've, I've done that, you know, and, and it, it's something that, you know, I, I, I had a, I had someone one day, I was, I was doing a project uh, a couple of years back uh, at a company I was working for, and I was managing this team of what we were doing, and I, and I was going, using my, what I perceive as my super brain, ADHD brain, where I was, you know, <laughs> telling everybody, do had like 18 different things going on, and this one lady, she's a therapist that I was directing. She is just very, she goes, you are so ADD today. <laughs> and I go, thank you. I, I said, I will try. I said, thank you. I'm, I'm trying to tune into that. <laughs> and, and, and she looked at me like, what? What is and, wrong with you? <laughs> and so, yeah. And, and well, one of the other therapists I was working with in the group, she, she said, yeah, don't, don't. No, you know, you, he, he, he wants you to say something. Now. Yeah, yeah. He's wanting you. He, he's setting you up. You you don't realize what he's doing. Just, just stop. Oh, that's <laughs> so, funny. Yeah. So, but but I love it. I mean, it, it to me, I I then use the law of attraction on that theory. What it tells me. This is the exciting part where I just get so excited about all of this. What it tells me now, Walt is I am no longer a slave to other people's opinions or attitude. I'm in charge of my interpretation of that. Wow, that's a great gift. It is, isn't it? Because once we realize that, yes. I, I, have, I have been kind of, before I even discovered law of attraction, learned what it was about and so forth, I've been kind of trying to, to develop that skill of not getting offended by somebody who is trying to offend me. And... Partly it was, it was, believe it or not, it was a defense mechanism, but also partly it was just me trying to regain my, my power, not realizing I was actually doing the right thing. <laughs> um, but nevertheless, right. that's what I was trying to do. And in the process of doing that, as I became better and better at it, it was a, it became a weird experience because I would experience people who were literally trying to get a rise out of me, trying to get me to fight back, trying to get me to, you know, get pissed off or whatever it was. And while I wasn't always successful, on those occasions where I was successful, it felt surreal. I mean, I knew I was involved yes. in the conversation. I knew that they were trying to get me pissed off. And I was sitting there kind of like in this little, it was almost like being in an envelope of, of you know, like a, an air bubble or something. And everything was bouncing off the air bubble, and I'm watching the stuff bounce off the air bubble, and I'm not feeling anything about it. It's like, this is, this is weird. This is a strange thing. It's not our usual way of, of reacting. Yes, and that that's what I love is when you understand that when you when you realize it, you become bulletproof 
emotionally when you take other people's ability to affect you. And it, it's a a lesson that is so that, that most of the young people I work with love. Mm-hmm. It also is a message that is not necessarily what is always taught. And it, oh, it sure. really is, uh, uh, it goes sort of against all that, you know, and, and, you know, I, 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 I have several options to, uh, in my world, how to respond to people. And I, I don't allow anyone to dictate to me how I'm going to respond or how I'm going to feel. And, mm. and, and that takes practice. And, and uh, it, it takes, there's people that, again, that, that, that are listening to this and it's grinding them the wrong way because it doesn't, uh, it doesn't support the, uh, uh, the narrative that they believed for their entire life. And I would think also that there's a fear involved that somehow if you if you do this, you're going to make yourself vulnerable to getting more of it and you're going to set yourself up and so forth. I mean, am, am I mistaken? That that just seems like a, a, a fear that people would probably develop around something like this. Yeah, I would think. Yeah, it does seem like that to me. It, it, it seems it that very much seems that way. Uh, it, it, most of these things always will have a fear base to them or a comfort level of I've become comfortable with allowing other people to program me. Uh, It's when, when you watch, uh, we we talk, it seems like we never escape talking about the news every week. If you watch, (laughs) uh, if you watch Fox news, for example, and, and you, you, if you watch it long enough, you're going to hear their message. It's, it's subtle. Sometimes not subtle, but sometimes it's very subtle. And, and it's always in support of a specific agenda. Right. Then if you turn it to CNN, they have almost the opposite subtle approach to exactly. a specific agenda. Yep. And, and so you, your, your, your mindset, I, when, when my father, after my mother passed away, my father was staying with my sister for a while and I would call and check on him. And this is down in Florida. And, and he, he was like, it, he was just really, I knew when my mom had recently passed away. It was a shock that she she died very suddenly out of it. Mm. It was not expected. Mm-hmm. And he he is just always just so relied on her so much for emotional support. Right. And he was lost for a while. And yeah. so his his he when he I talked to him. He goes, oh, he said things are so bad right now. And I, and, and I go, Dad, what what's exactly wrong right now? Mm. Well, the country's falling apart. Everybody's trying to take away my rights. Uh, it, it it's just I'm, I said, what do you doing and I, and I and i said tell me what you're doing right now because i'm just watching tv i said what do you want i'm watching fox news he said he said well, our country's under siege mm. and i'm like dad it's really not it's really not and, and oh it is it is it, the media has gotten to you you know everything they say is fake everything <laughs> and i said i said well first of all the, the media has not gotten to me because i don't watch the media so there, there's no getting to me and, and one of the things that was in the process and to make a long story short, he he fell and he hurt his hip and he went into a rehabilitation center and decided he would like to stay in an assisted living facility. Well, now he has, you know, 30 people he talks to every day. He's able to, he he doesn't watch the news anymore. He's all, he's back to happy again. He, he, he's not being programmed by a, by a narrative. And it's so subtle that you don't realize that programming that, brings it to you so when somebody attacks you in a way that is intended to cause you distress or harm or put you down or offend you 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 have to mentally say i accept what you're trying to do and i will take it personally it's a a subconscious process it isn't like you say it that way but it it doesn't matter it it, once you realize i don't have to accept it I, i can leave it at the door Thank you for your input. Yeah, right. Thank you for your input. It's irrelevant. I I was just thinking that what basically what you were talking about with Fox and with CNN, because they both engage in it. They do it in different ways, but they basically do the same thing. Absolutely. They propagandize. Yeah. It's it's like what the Soviet yeah. Union used to do, and and what the Russia currently does, and other countries have done. Other despots have done it. Uh, I mean, large, all kinds of organizations engage in propaganda. Sometimes in, in the political realm, it's called spin. But it all amounts to the same thing. It amounts to trying to put out information that has some degree of truth to it and some degree of untruth to it, and getting you to buy into the untruth part by trusting that you will not take 
ownership of your own feeling that in fact you will let them influence your feeling and, and in effect control your feeling and believe that your your feeling is controlled by them on some subconscious level so that when it comes right. t- time to come to the conclusion that you want them to come to they come to the conclusion because their barriers are down and they don't really know how to keep their barriers up they don't need not they don't know how to keep a boundary up with that kind of thing right right well, well and, and, and you it, it it's it's giving away one of our greatest powers when we don't realize we're doing it and mm-hmm. and that's you know, you, 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 for the, for example, in the Bible, I mean, you'll often hear, uh, you know, that you'll read the Bible and come, well, that doesn't seem right. And, and then often you'll hear, oh, no, that's not what they meant. Yeah. And then they tell you <laughs> Here's what, they really what, meant. what matches their narrative. Yeah. I'm like, well, that isn't what it said, though, no, but that's what they really meant. It's, mm-hmm. it's out of context here. So here's what they really meant. Well, I, I don't believe that. I think it, if if you're going to take this literal, literally, you better take this literal. You know, and so <laughs> it, they go through the Bible of what's literal or not literal. And, right. You know, I, I go through, one of the things that I go through is, if, you know, if I'm looking at, uh, and I'm just doing one right now as we speak, I was scrolling through Facebook. When I see this, anything political or anything, I, I just, I just, I, I hide that person. Mm. It's it just, you know, I mean, I, I hide it, and yeah. and uh, uh, it, it not not because not because I'm I I just don't want anyone to, uh, you know, it, uh, get they don't have the power to program me, and so I I don't allow the attempt. Right. Now they don't know that I'm not following them. They nope. don't know these other things. They have so, no idea. Uh, uh, yeah, so it's great, and so that, that nobody's offended. I'm not, uh, you know, I I don't want. I want to go discover my stuff. I want it to be my interpretation. Uh, and then I, I love to debate. It isn't that I don't enjoy a debate, but I don't, I don't allow the attack. You know, it, it's, mm-hmm. you know, like a few weeks ago, I told you about a doctor who, who he's a good friend, but he will, we will debate the law of attraction. Concept oh, yes. often. And, and, and he, and he's like, well, the law of attraction doesn't work. And, and I said, well, it does for me. And he goes, the only reason it worked for you is you believe it works. And I'm like, exactly. <laughs> I love it. I've told that story a few times now since you told me that one. In fact, I told it to yeah. one of our new co We I don't think I told you this. We have two new co-hosts coming onto the program because Wendy Dillard is stepping really? back a little bit. Yeah, Wendy's going to start, instead of doing uh, Monday through Friday, the, the uh, afternoon podcast, she's just going to do Tuesday and Thursday. And Cindy Chavez, who's done uh, the Tuesday and Wednesday morning podcast, she's going to do the Wednesday afternoon. And then I've got two new ones who are also contributors to our book. Uh, Patricia Framo is going to do the Monday afternoon podcast. And uh, Linda Armstrong is on a trial basis anyway, going to be doing the Friday afternoon podcast. So I've been bringing new people in to do the podcast, which means now instead of having five coaches, I have seven personal coaches that I do podcasts with. <laughs> but uh, that was one of the stories that I told to Linda. I told that story about what you just said about uh, how he said, well, it's just what you believe. And you said exactly. And her response was, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you, first of all, you destroyed any argument. There was no way to continue the argument because you agreed with him. And secondly, the way you right. agreed him with him basically didn't compromise your belief at all. And basically didn't confirm his belief at all. And just kind of left the whole thing hanging. And there was nothing to be done about that. That's what was so wonderful. You right. found a way to end the attack, to not internalize it, and to keep going with what you needed to keep going with. That was beautiful. And that helps us to understand that that's an example when we have the power within that. And now the more, usually the closer you are to someone, I mean, it, 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 the, their words have more power because you're giving those words more power. It, it, it be insulted by a stranger is much different than being insulted by somebody you love. True. So there's, there's a lot of psychology behind it. But at the end of the day, we are, we internally are responsible for all of this. And that, that's where the law of attraction really has its teeth where you, you understand, sorry, it is your responsibility. I'm sorry that you don't want to feel it that way or it, it is your responsibility. I, I, I will, I have a post that I've, and a lot of my posts on Facebook are, are, you know, I, I'll look on my memories from years ago and, and I'll repost. I mean, so, you know, there, there's times and I, what I like to do is I like to historically look at, uh, if I'm really interested, like 
five years ago, I post something and there it would get six likes. And now I post something that gets 150 <laughs> likes. And, you know, what's the difference? Well, my audience has changed a little bit. I have a lot more followers now mm-hmm. and I have more law of attraction people attached. So, but, but it's funny that, that I'll have a lot of support from, uh, like my, my really conservative Southern Baptist friends on a certain thing. Mm-hmm. And then if I post something that they can interpret it, then it's like, they're like crickets. And then the other side picks <laughs> up and it's really interesting <laughs> just to see that happens because so many of them are, in, are doing their own interpretation of what I meant. Right. Uh, and, and it, it and so it, it, you know, one of them is, uh, one of the ones I like is something along the lines of there's nobody coming to save you. You are responsible for saving yourself, period. Mm. Well, that twists people a long way. Yeah. Some, and, and, and I, well, I, I can't save myself or, no, or, or, or Christ died for me or something along those lines. And I'm like, well, first of all, I'm talking about human beings right now in this lifetime, whether you believe that God inspires, God sends something, but wherever you want to go with that, you are responsible for your feelings. Mm. It, it, you can't lease them out to other people and then be upset with the results. And, and so it, it, that responsibility factor applies here. And that, that mental health issue is, is so help, helpful when you realize that because for so long you're being told, well, they shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't feel this way. Uh, I'm sorry you're having to be attacked like that or you're, you, they're bullying you and all these other things. Yes. I'm sorry people want to do that, but at the at the conclusion of this process, to complete the cycle, you have to make a conscious or subconscious effort minimally to say, I accept your criticism and it will offend me. Or I accept your interpretation, or I accept how how you are spinning this, yeah. or I accept your propaganda, or I, I accept your message, no matter what it is, right. just because I connect to it emotionally and, and that emotional connection, even though I don't recognize it as being a choice on my part, happens, and so therefore I figure you're doing it to me. Right, right. And that's absolutely the, the, the and it, it's told to us, it's taught to us. Uh, you know, the, the, one of the concepts of, uh, that I work, when I'm working with uh, sometimes the codependent moms or, or really anyone, but people are struggling, say, Without using another person's name, tell me what you what is wrong in your life <laughs> and what needs to be fixed. And, and and they'll just sit there and look at me like, well, what do you mean? I go, well, without telling me, if your son would quit using heroin, you would have a better life. Mm-hmm. Your son using heroin's out of your control. So how could what what else could you do it? And, and they just look at you like, well. My problem is my son's using heroin. Yeah, it it is a problem, and and we'll 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 circle back to that. But right now in your life, what is in your control? And it's just a baffling mindset for them to accept that you know this doesn't match what I'm feeling here because there's a you know it's like everybody's using my a statement that years ago my mom made to me and she. that accepted the the response very well. She was frustrated. Uh, you know, she she her and her father before he passed away. I mean, he severe alcoholic, and and she he just would be verbally abusive to her for years. And and I called her one time. And she got off the phone with him, and she said something along the lines of, "I'm just really tired of being everyone's doormat." Mm-hmm. And and my response was, "The only way you can be a doormat is if you're laying on the floor." <laughs> That's a very good point. <laughs> yeah, she didn't. That was not a really great answer at that point for her. But uh, uh, it, it, yeah. we, it, it, she did. She did a lot of work on that later. But again, she, somebody can attempt to make you the doormat, but you have to agree to lay on the floor to be the doormat. That's period. True. Yeah. It, it, that that concept is so important. And, and again, I want to. I don't want to make it a negative. I want to make it a positive. We're given this gift to interpret things as we choose, to put That's our true. own spin on it, by not be offended. It, it, you develop a much thicker skin when, when you don't allow other people to say things that upset you. Well, that's it. Yeah, because, I mean, if let's say there – I know that there are a lot of people who are upset about the current political situation. 
And it doesn't really matter which side of the fence they're on. If they're uh, pro-President Trump or anti-President Trump, both of them have the same thing going on. They just have different uh, uh, details going on. But but the, the overall tendency is the same, which is they're buying into the propaganda from their own side. And on some level, they're buying into the propaganda from the other side in a negative way. And they're saying, oh, right. so how terrible what this other side is saying. And, and this has got to stop this, this all, all these, these, these wrong fake news, miserable, you know, terrible messages that they're putting out are destroying our country. And they're, you know, you, you were talking about how your father had experienced that with Fox News. The simple fact is right. that when we change our mind about, you know, who is controlling our emotional response? When well, we decide, yeah, I'm the one who's res- who's controlling my emotional response. A fabulous result comes out of that, and that is all that propaganda fails. It no longer works. Yes. It just dies. Yes. And so, so the best response that I know of for somebody who is so concerned about all the propaganda is, take care of your own emotional response. That's the best thing you can do to stop the propaganda from working. Yes. Yes, and that that is such an incredible gift or a tool that that we've been given uh, that that you do you become your own propaganda machine yeah. and you use let let me put a spin and 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 people I've I've heard this and well you put a positive spin on everything you don't have a realistic life and I go I I I get what you're saying. While I am aware that there are problems existing, I am aware that I have stresses in my life. I am aware that my day does not go perfectly every day. I choose to remind myself daily of how grateful I am for what I have. I've had days that weren't going nearly as well as these days are going now. And I can be grateful that I'm no longer in those days. I've had tremendous loss. I've had tremendous trauma. And I also realize I'm not in that now. So I can choose to focus on where I'm at now. Again, I've accepted my power in this, and I apply it. I don't do it perfectly. I have bad days or I have bad moments. I don't really have bad days anymore, but I can have bad moments within a day. Mm-hmm. And, and and then I can, before I realize it, my radar goes off and say, where did that go? And then I'll bring myself right back. There were days, you know, there were times in the past where entire days or a week could get really negative and before I pulled myself out. But, you know, as you get better at, identifying your emotions are out of and, and not because I'm trying to always want to feel good. I am just most effective in, in, in on that positive vibration. I, that's where I'm attracting so much grain into my life. I want to live in that point. I want to live there and I'm in charge of it. And, and when you start saying that, as I said before, no matter how you look at it, there's a, there's a cringe factor to a, large part of our victimized society or the victim mentality society that does not want to be told they're responsible for anything. Mm. And that, that it's other people that are causing you this right now. There's two countries that you you read what's going on between these two parties or political idea. You know, you have your hardcore left, your hardcore right. And so what is, at least from an outside perspective, I'm not I'm not a political science major, but I'm able to sit back and see this. The, the pendulum keeps swinging further to each side. You know what I mean? Right. It, oh, absolutely. It, that's it, that's it, what's it, been happening. And, and so, yeah. And then what happens is the next election will probably send it further to the other side. It will. The response will be further. And they just, so then you get, instead of somebody calling a timeout uh, uh, and saying, I, I don't even, I don't really know who this guy is, but I do, I, I was listening to a quote at a doctor's office of that. This uh, Governor Kasich, I don't know who he's with or much about him, that, but I don't even know if he's a Republican or Democrat. But I, <laughs> all I heard him say was, we must find – we've been heading the opposite direction. We need to get more toward the middle again. That's mm. where we're most effective. It, it, and the more angry one side gets, then they're emboldened when, when you know to, to be – the, the, the other side gets more angry, then you're going to get a more angry left candidate than a more angry right candidate. And, and then the polarizing sides just become, they're arguing over the most senseless stuff that has nothing to do with the country. It's, it's an amazing thing to observe, but we should getting, we are as a nation in charge of our perspective. We, 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 uh, we look back on, on moments where we've come together, September 11th, where the entire country came together uh, it felt very unified of, of, of the horrible event. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and now we're, here we are today, further apart than we've ever been in my mm-hmm. mind from it, when you, when you listen to it. Now it may be 
again, because I stepped away from it because that was my perspective, I, I may see that in the news, but I don't see that in my social settings. I don't see it at the gym where I, I have a, a just a, a, a very diverse group of uh, friends and people I work out with that I've known for years. Uh, they're all different races. There's there's gay people. There's straight people. There's lawyers. There's laborers. Uh, very diverse group of people. I don't see that divide in my gym. Mm-hmm. I, I, I see a bunch of people cooperating, working together, accepting you got a different background than I have. That's what does it, at the end of the day, you got to lift weight. I mean, it doesn't matter. That's, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, no, that's true. So, yeah. So it, it's amazing. It, it really is. And I, but being offended is it, sort of become a pastime and people are scanning the horizon. You look at most Facebook posts where they're something controversial and they immediately start attacking, attacking the person who posted it for posting their opinions. Like, oh, sure. You yeah. snuck, snowflake or whatever term they use or uh it, it's just amazing to see this dynamic and the people that re- accept the criticism then or, or or take it personally then become victimized and they they're the master of their own destiny they just don't realize it and it's not just in the news it, it occurs in all areas of life i had an experience with it just last week um, right after I, I, after our show that we did last Thursday, you and I had a conversation. And I was telling you about something going on in my life, and and you made a very poignant uh, point about it. It was in regard to an employee of uh, Louise's company that um, I I knew pretty soon I was going to have to let this person go. And you, you very astutely said, it, "Those things never get better. It's better to do it sooner rather than later." And I thought about that. I said, "Yeah, he's right. Absolutely right." So I ended up, it actually took a little bit longer than I wanted to, but the next day is when I terminated her. And this this is somebody who I had been defending. I'd been trying to help her be successful in her job, even when others were saying, no, 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 she's not going to work. And I, I, I was on her side. I was trying to work with her and so forth. And I came to realize over time, I mean, there were a number of issues that were involved. I mean, there was like some sloppiness. She, she had misrepresented the company on a couple of occasions. I mean, there, there were some really, you know, not very good things that had happened. Um, so they'd kind of all piled up and I finally reached the point where I said, okay, I got to let her go. So I, I wrote an email out to, to give all the reasons why we were letting her go. And she responded with some rather incoherent stuff. And then she concluded by saying this was nothing more than a witch hunt. I thought, well, that's really interesting in the context of you know what's going on politically, because that's President Trump's favorite thing. This is a witch hunt. What's going on with the Russia investigation, right? And so I, I told this story uh, a little bit later on that same night because Louise and I went downtown. We, we're, we're very fortunate here in Simsbury. There's a, a, a sort of like a green area. It's not the village green. It's like, you know, one step away from it, but it's a soccer field that is also serves as a, um, a place for concerts. There's a bandstand there and the Hartford symphony orchestra comes to our town every summer and every weekend, usually on a Friday night, they have a concert and often they're including, you know, like popular music. Like last week they, they did, uh, uh, music from film scores and you know the, the previous to that they had doc severinson of all persons come in and he was playing with the orchestra i mean very interesting what they do well we met some friends there um one of whom is one of our employees and it was it was her and her husband and some of their friends and so we're saying oh wow it's great to see you and so forth and and i uh i got to meet her husband for the first time and we're all chatting and and uh, we were commiserating over the fact that this one person had to be let go from the company and uh, I, I related the point about how this is all just a witch hunt. And his response was, oh, her and Donald Trump. <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah, this is, this is a fairly universal response here, right? Well, it, it really brought home for me just what she was trying to do in that situation. She was trying to make me feel guilty. I hadn't really noticed right. that before. For some reason, it just didn't break through. But at that moment, it broke through, and I realized... She wanted me to feel guilty for firing her. And right. it didn't work, first of all. It didn't work. And second of all, I, w- I just was kind of amazed by that because the reasons we'd let her go were pretty good reasons. She basically had not been doing a good job. And her response was, well, this is not, nothing more than a witch hunt. I, I'm, even now, I'm sitting here trying to reconcile those two things. Bad job, wow. witch hunt. And, and I can't do it. But there are still people who will take offense at that because they have gotten to themselves to... To the point through experience, through their own mental processes or whatever, that anytime somebody says something about them that is negative, they're going to take it personally. And that's really what we're talking about here. Well, and, yeah, and, and, and that, that really gets to the, the core of it because she has to hear it in a way, she has to spin it in a way 
that doesn't make her responsible. Sure. Instead of accepting responsibility, you know, uh, uh, if she were to respond to you, Walt, I do appreciate your, your suggestion. I do appreciate the time I have with the company. This is, uh, your, your feedback is, is helpful. Uh, I will try really hard in my next round of employment to take your, your constructive criticism and, and, and change my behavior. Well, that would have been wonderful. If she would, <laughs> if she would respond to that way to you, you would have thought, said, look, I really appreciate that response. If you need a reference or something, you, Absolutely. you, you, you would be leaving. You would say she, you could spin a reference just out of that statement. You know, she was really open to, to direction, blah, yeah. blah, blah, whatever. You can really help. You now, sure. it's just a, it, it's a waste of time. Yeah. And, and that, and, and she, she was able, so when we're, when we're in life and things happen, if you're, if you're trying to spin yourself out of responsibility, that's what she was doing. Yeah. I'm not responsible. You're clearly a witch hunt. Uh, you know, it's just a, a again a, a term that's out there right now. Uh, you're, 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 why would we? We're, we're running a company. Your company has one mission, Walt. One mission, and that is to to be profitable. I mean, I know there's other things involved, but the main point is to be profitable. Mm-hmm. And if somebody's going to be profitable for you, you're not witch hunting for them. What you're trying to do is weed out the people who are not helping your profit more. And and but her spin makes her feel better. And then she could tell all her friends, this company was unreasonable. They treated me poorly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, 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 and so it makes her feel better. Their friends. And, and then her friends are going to be reminded. Yes. I remember when I was fired for a job, when I, when I had, uh, when I left the company that I was working for, um, I don't know, about five years ago, I had this, uh, argument, uh, or, or disagreement with the owner, uh, I had five years. It was my dream job. It was very shocking that it came down to a sudden departure. And my first thing immediately, I knew this and I was not happy that it ha- ended the way it ended. But my first thing was to write a, uh, uh, an email of gratitude, thanking him for the opportunity. Uh, and, and it, it, it was, it, it was sincere. I, I was very sincere about that. I wasn't happy how it ended, but I was incredibly grateful for, the opportunity that he afforded me, the connections that it made me. And as I've told you before, it's one of the greatest transitions in my life. I wouldn't be where I'm today without that job. So I've, I, I knew that. So I let my immediate emotion step by the side of my, I, I, in my mind, all these years later, I was not wrong. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't do yeah, anything sure. wrong. I mean, I built that program, given my life to that program, and all of a sudden to be just randomly you know, be gone from that company. Uh, that did, wasn't comfortable, but just like you're saying, he, you know, when he ma- was making his case, I didn't want to argue his case. I just thanked him for the opportunity and it wouldn't do any good at that point. He'd already, already made the decision. So I could argue and say, your information is false. This is not what happened. I could have done all that. Mm-hmm. Or I just said, thank you for the opportunity. It, 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 all, it, it wasn't going to change anything. That's true. And that, so you did a really good thing. You did yeah. a really good thing. Well, and, thank and you. She, she spotted the wish of it, you know? Well, so I, I I'm, I'm thing, going to do another but, good thing right now because we have a number of listeners who are subscribers, and we love them. We've got hundreds of them. But there are probably a few people listening for the first time who are not subscribers. And my message to you is you can get these shows coming to your, your smartphone or your tablet or whatever device you use. Anytime you want to listen to them, and I want to encourage you to do exactly that. It's really simple to do. It takes about a minute. It's free. All you have to do is go to the homepage of our website, LOAToday.net. The instructions are right there, right under the player. Just scroll down a little bit. You'll see the instructions on how to subscribe. It takes about a minute, and then when you're done, you'll have all these wonderful episodes with all this great commentary from, from seven different life coaches coming to you every single day. So please do take a moment to subscribe and share. And Joel, for somebody who needs more personal attention, you're a good coach. How does somebody reach out to you? Well, the the my emails, I get, get emails all the time, answer them every day, Joel Elston at Gmail, or my website is joelelston.com. Uh, it's probably going to be under construction the next week or so, so but it's up right now. Uh, but Joel Elston at Gmail is the, the easiest. Uh, if I can't help you, I can refer. Uh, 
to somebody can locally. So I appreciate the opportunity to say that. And, I, and Walt, I do appreciate every week the time we have together because it's such a uh, it, it does me as much good as I think it does our audience. Uh, oh. At least I hope it does our audience as good as Oh, it I know it does because they keep subscribing and listening. And it does a great deal of good for me, too. So thank you. And I look forward to talking to you next week. And we hope that you'll join us next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.